Don't try this at home. What up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are back for another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth, the podcast where you're going to chill out for about an hour or so, hear a nigga rant about shit, just because that's what I do, and um, I'm glad y'all still tuned in. I appreciate it. So, don't forget that you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, Spotify, and the YouTube channel. I just recently posted a video of myself listening to some of the dopest artists that I've gotten a chance to interview and talk to and some of the songs that I love off of their albums. Um, so we definitely going to get into this thing that we do so well. Y'all already know what it is. Uh, real quick, did you guess last week's Kick That Lyric? It was, what the hell was it? Oh, yeah, it was Little Kim's Not Tonight. I don't know how I got through that one last week. I promise y'all, with the lyrics that was in that particular one, I don't know how I got through it, but I am glad that I did. Um, But this one comes from an artist that right now is in the news for a couple of the stories that we'll talk about today. Um, And in addition, he, I'm going to say he, just one of the, the kings. I love this song. This song had an amazing, um, I always say amazing, but it is. Uh, it had a classic and iconic ass hook from a just 
phenomenal ass R&B group um, in the hook. But I'm definitely going to read the lyrics. Guess it. You can always hit me on Instagram. You can hit me on Facebook. Or you can hit me on Twitter. And yeah, I'm saying make sure y'all let me know if you know what song this is. And it reads in the King's English. It is that candy paint 84s belts and buckles chrome and grill leather seats stitched and tucked tv screens wooden wheels suede roof neon lights vogue tires swang and bang troops drop blades chop fifth wheels just hanging main white tees fitted hat jordans under dickies the swisher sweet cigarillos Filled with that sticky. The 15's bamming and the bass kick kicking. Cadillac dolls slamming on the popos tripping. We ain't tripping. Sorry, on the popos tipping. We ain't tripping. Just flipping. These haters dip when they see us. Cause they never beat us. Best to be us. I'm a G that's a genius. Best to just respect my thugging man. It's the South. Ain't nothing above it. And that's why I love it, man. For real. Alright, if y'all guessed that artist, don't forget to hit me in my comments. Hit me in a mention. DM me. Let me know if you got that when that kicked that lyric. Alright, so moving on. Bruh. I, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Like, I get excited for music, as y'all all know, but I love the fact, and I had to put these three into perspective because there are three artists that I'm listening to, and not just new, but just listening to on a regular basis. Recently, my man Kojo came out with his album, Coincide. Bruh, when I tell you kudos, congratulations, you are working harder than everybody else. I see you out there. Bruh, when I tell you the craziest shit, I have literally listened to this like three good times consecutively and feel and love every single song. And it is something that will stay on repeat. Um, It is a great driving classic. Like I I love when I feel like I can get a... um, I can get into a mode and drive with a CD or, you know what I'm saying, an album and just just let it flow. And this album is definitely that. Then, uh, I haven't gotten into this album yet, so I'm not going to sit here and gush about it, but I'm excited that it's there. Is Wish Granted. I think it's Power. I want to say that's the case, but the, the acronym is PWRR. Um, so... Definitely make sure y'all check that out. Um, I think it's about like five tracks on there. Uh, it's an EP, so I just really wanted to um, get into that as well. So hopefully next week I'll let y'all know whether or not I got into that album. Um, but shout out to Wish Granite, shout out to Kojo. Like y'all are out here doing your thing. It is amazing. I'm so super excited, ex- ecstatic, excited, uh, ecstatic, all of those things. And lastly. Ultimately, I just, I cannot believe it 
the wait has been worth it 100% completely. I will honestly tell you that. Nas's new album, King's Disease. Oh my God. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh my goodness. Yo, this album is one of the best Nas albums ever. He has redeemed himself since Nazir. When I tell you Nazir, Nazir was horrible. I'm sorry. I don't mean no harm. And I think for classic hip hop heads, Nazir was definitely, it was thought provoking. It was, it, it, um, but it was not an album that you could put on repeat. It definitely was not an album to put on repeat. However, a year has gone by and we get King's Disease. Bruh, every song was great. And this is somebody that, you talking about somebody that critically, I was like, all right, look. Nas, and I've said it and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say this shit. Nas cannot pick a beat to save his fucking life. I, I promise you that. And when you look at the Nazir album, the Nazir album had him and Kanye. And I felt like, and I said it on one of the Kickstand podcast shows, and I also said it again when I was uh, talking with Cool Tone on my YouTube page, and on my YouTube channel. And I said, yo, Nas cannot pick a beat. And I feel like Nazir was... The blind leading the blind. However, Hip Boy came and did his thing. This goes up with Illmatic. Still, well, not Illmatic, but Illmatic. It was written Nostradamus. I am like it goes with that. Like that is it. it it's like a grown up version of where he is and the perspective of his perspective of life and blackness and all of those things. Like everything about this album is iconically the way the the Nas the Nazir that I like. Now I ain't gonna say that as an artist you can't have different interpretations of that. However, that shit right there, amazing. Also, the ultimate amaze balls part about this motherfucking album has to be, I want to say it's track 10, but it's called Full Circle. Did, are you are you serious right now, Nas? Are you serious? Are we really doing this? Bruh, did you really give me the classic? You put AZ, Core Mega, Foxy Brown, and yourself all on one track? Did you, Are you giving me a firm reunion? Because I need it. So here's the thing. For those that don't know me, understand... That my very first album, and I've said it several times, that I was able to purchase with my own money, even though I probably wasn't even supposed to. But the very first album that I was able to purchase with my own money, I was like 15 years old, was The Firm. I love, I love that album. I listened to it the other day. Like, I, I can listen to it. The Firm was a, a, a story, story situation, and I love love it i love it and this album gives me that but you gave me full circle and i and i'll be honest that is the way that if you do a collaboration with foxy brown that is the way that you do the collaboration now i will be honest with you when i listen to nikki's album with 
the Queen situation, and we talked about it like uh, two years ago um, in regards to um, Foxy being on on that track, and I thought like that's not how you do a legend. I, it. I had to listen to um, Coco Chanel a couple of good times because I think that it made me, it kind of made me sad. I felt like Foxy wasn't as on beat and on brand, but then I kind of listened to it and realized that there was a lot more patois in it and it was very Jamaican, very Trinidadian. And I was like, okay, I get it. Okay, I understand that. I understand why it, it is the way that it is. Okay, that makes it made it made more sense. So it, that was that was a song that you had to listen to over time. However, Full Circle is not a song that you had to listen to over time. Full Circle is you're giving me that box that I miss. Like I am hoping, hoping for that. I think Full Circle has gotten such a positive response. I hope it's the next single. Like I fucking love this song. This song is amazing. Um. AZ brought it because he kills it every time. Like, why am I? Why am I? Why am I surprised? Am I surprised? Fuck no. Like this shit is fucking amazing. I I've not stopped listening to it since since it, it since I was able to get a hold of it. Like this shit is bananas. But moving on, we're gonna go into the ratchet and ridiculousness of it all. Bun B. Uplifts Megan Thee Stallion following shooting and says, fuck Tory Lanez. Bun B did not mince words in regards to Tory Lanez. The UGK OG spoke up in support of Megan Thee Stallion on Sunday after Savage Rapper confirmed it was Lanez who shot her during a widely publicized incident in Hollywood last month. Uh, Bun B speaks and says, I tried to... Impart to be impartial and cool about this and not get mad fuck Tory Lanez and I don't care if it goes viral or none of that shit Bun said during an hour long video shared on Instagram around the 17 minute mark I'm from Houston and if somebody would have done something to me in the city we would have rolled okay let me tell y'all something Tory you done fucked up Oh, oh! You ain't fucked up a little bit. You fucked up a lot. So originally, we all we all kind of knew the Tory shot. We we were very clear about that. Um, some of y'all have been going online and been saying that she didn't get shot. Like, bruh, that's a lot. That is a lot of production value to be deciding. Like she said in the video, that's a lot of production value to be deciding to have helicopters everywhere, fake blood because the blood was clearly dripping off a fucking foot and shit. Now, I don't think that she, she did not get shot in both feet, but I think she got shot in one and it was shrapnel in the other. Um, so it wasn't as critical, you know, for, uh, for their, like she was not, not going to be able to walk. You feel what I'm saying to you? Um, luckily the bullets didn't penetrate. Here's my thing. I wanted, and it, I'm, I'm so mad because I really did want to love, I loved Chick, Chick Take 5. Like, I really did. I was like, I was fucking with it. I was good with it. I'm going to have to be on my shit and be like, yo, I can't, I can't fuck with you. A lot of people are on this whole thing about like, well, why didn't she say nothing to begin with? Because she did the right thing in this particular climate. Let's be clear. Black women, that's my shit, let's be clear, 
black women protect black men on a regular fucking basis. She did exactly what yo. What would it? She's as she said, and I'm going into it just from a personal standpoint. I understand this completely. What would she have looked like? Has she been like, oh, we didn't cause we we caused the disturbance and da 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 da, and this nigga got a gun. Yo, we're still in the climate. Like nothing changed because we're not talking about it as heavily. But nothing changed from the fact that we're still in a fucking climate of niggas shoot. First, and then they ask questions later. By niggas, I mean the police. Shoot first and ask questions later. Yo, that's why I'm I'm always very cognizant to say, yo, fuck that. I don't give a fuck how much niggas argue, bitch, or fight outside. But if we in a public place or we in somewhere where we have created a disturbance, please believe I'm not choosing my life and everything else that I have worked for over you. Like that shit's not fucking happening. It's just not. You feel me? So I, I really honestly, truthfully, I, I I side with that girl. And you a fucked up coward pussy ass nigga. Pussy. Because you shot her, yo. You shot her because y'all in an argument. First and foremost, you a dumb nigga. Because you a dud. Because number one, nigga, why the fuck do you have a gun when you were already on parole for firearm violations any motherfucking way? That was already your shit to begin with. Secondly, you're Canadian. I, I honestly, from the heart, from a heart of hearts, believe you need to be deported. Like, bro, you don't need to be here. Fuck that. Why are we supporting you and you tearing down our black queens? Yo, everybody can have what they say what they want to say about, oh, she out here making this trash ass music and this, that, and the third and blah, say, blah, and why she doing this and why she shaking ass. All of that is irrelevant to the fucking fact that yet again, a black queen protected a black king and the black king shitted on her. It is very, and y'all can fight me on this opinion because y'all can say fuck, you can say what you want to. But at the end of the day, women always do that. Black women especially always do that. You cover for your man. Yo, she didn't want to say anything. She didn't want to say anything. But that nigga brought it to the forefront and his publicist and then put out statements as if, oh, she fell. Like, bruh. That ain't no better than no Ike and Tina shit. Like, you just, you just made... You just tried to make it seem like it was nothing. Yo, the best thing that Tory Lanez could have did for this situation was shut the fuck up. But y'all niggas don't do that. Y'all niggas go on these fucking social media rants. You do all of this dumb shit. You should have shut the fuck up. And let it die down. Because it would have. It would have. Nobody would have... Look, if Megan still would have put out hits, this, that, and the third. But if your love... For somebody is quote unquote that strong that you had to shoot them. You don't love them. Violence is never love. Like I'm going to say that shit again. Violence is never love. Like yo. Where it used to be the thing for black women. Or not black women. Just women that have been abused to be like. He don't love me unless he beat me. Like yo that's not love. Like violence like that. That's not love. And the moment that niggas realize that, you will be a better person for that. But until then, you ain't never going to be shit. Furthermore, 
what I'm going to say is very, 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 very real. Tori, stop fucking it up for the short niggas. Okay? Now I'm only 5'4". Be very fucking clear. I'm only 5'4". Shit, I can't reach the fucking top shelf, bitch. I'm fucking short. But what you can't do is... Like, I don't give a fuck what the argument is because we'll never, we'll never fully know what the argument is, is. But for any nigga that's out here, that's sitting back and be like, well, what did she do? Yo, we, we as a people, we as a fucking culture need to stop doing that shit. We did this shit with R. Kelly. We need to stop doing that shit to our girls. We do, we're doing this shit with Meg. Like, we need to stop being like, well, what did she do? What constitutes anything for anybody to get to get shot let alone get shot by somebody you fucking like what constitutes that like yo if you if you that mad at me that you gotta shoot me bruh i don't want to fucking be with you if you that mad then we got we have bigger issues beyond your anger and, and we can't and we could never be together like that's bullshit so I say all of that to say that I ride with Bun on that. I fuck with you on that. And like he said, yo, you, yo, you fucked up. You got an OG. You got an OG out his bag, Tori. Boy, you, boy, you better sit your little dumb ass down, shorty. Um, so, um, Tory Lanez reportedly likes IG posts justifying him shooting Meg, uh, Meg the Stallion. Why, why, sir? Why, sir? Uh, <laughs> we may have a preemptive sit your ass down before we even get a sit your ass down. After Meg the Stallion confirmed it was indeed Tory Lanez who shot her on Instagram Live, many people wanted Tory's head, his career to be canceled, and wide number of things to happen to him. What made plenty of people curious was he continued to remain silent. And since the July 12th shooting, well, that was until Saturday, August 22nd. Also, another sit the, sit the fuck down person needs to be uh, former NFL running back Larry Johnson. Because he made a serious post on social media that Friday effectively um, siding with Tory. He states, ladies... You date a man who coined the term demon time and you get shot by him during demon hours. Be accountable for your stupidity. Hashtag Tory Lanez. Larry Johnson, I know you don't know me very well and I know that you're still a kid, technically, in the grand scheme of things, retired or not. Because um, you're still a kid mentally. But shut the whole fuck up, sir. Nobody. Absolutely nobody deserves to be shot. Well, yo, first of all, we sitting in this in this whole era right now, begging for Black Lives to matter, and you justify your shit with some bullshit like, ladies, you date a man who coined the term demon time, and. You get shot by him during demon hours. Be accountable. How the fuck is that being accountable? It don't matter. Yo, it, it, it wouldn't matter if she was dating him. Wouldn't matter what the fuck time it was. First and foremost. Secondly. I 
I'm going to eve, I'm eve it. I had to think about it for a second. That's what the, the pregnant pause was for. I'm going to eve this out here. Like, look, love is blind. So no matter what, no matter what, if if your post was was center, center, excuse me, around not dating the bad guys all the time, I, I kind of I see that. But at the end of the day, we st- you, you, sh- you shooting someone. And we still out here, we still out here trying to fight for our lives, all of this shit, and you ain't making it no better. If the police is shooting us and we shooting us, how the fuck are we ever going to survive? Let's keep the shit 100. I, I just, I, I can't. I, I can no longer support and back motherfuckers that don't back what what our what our real agenda needs to be. What and it ain't even just about it being equality, but just in general, I can't sit back and support what y'all niggas is dishing out. So first of all, you a retired ass NFL running back. Well, run and sit your ass the fuck down. Oh yeah, I done told y'all. Y'all got my blood pressure up this week. I'm not here for none of that. But on the good side of things, Megan the Stallion. It's a lot of Megan the Stallion news. I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty confident about that. But we're going. Oh, it's a lot. Um, so Megan the Stallion announces live stream performance. The the Stallion made a dope announcement after naming Tory Lanez uh, again this nigga as the person who shot her and not getting the love and support from her culture she should be getting. Meg is not letting. Any of that stop her grind. She announced that she'll be doing a live performance uh, on the 29th. That will absolutely be, and I will absolutely be in attendance for. I I, I will be here for. Um, here's the thing. I'm excited for her. Yay for her. Yo, you winning on your, your career is jumping off on all cylinders, and you're winning. You you have number ones. You've worked with so many of the prominent females in the game. Yo, you. You're killing it. And no one can say any different because at the end of the day, if you are sitting here continuously winning and not being problematic, when prob- it, I think people ride for people that are, are not problematic because when problematic things come to your door, you know for a fact that ain't that, ain't that, that, ain't that girl. That ain't that girl. That shit ain't come from her. That shit came from that bitch ass nigga. Fuck that. I don't like that. I, I Let me tell you something. I rides for mine. I've been married way too long not to ride for mine because I ride the way that she would ride for me. So I don't appreciate when another black man does not ride for a black queen and you didn't ride for her in that moment. What you did was create a whole bunch of unnecessary hostility. Y'all, I, I, we don't know how it started and I don't care. The bottom line is work on yourself, Tori, but what you need to do right now is you need to pack your dusty ruffle Work your ass back up to Canada and work on yourself back there because right now, don't nobody want you here. That's bottom line. Don't nobody want you here. And in addition, you can take Chick Tape 5 with you. I liked it. I really did. I re- I'm so mad. Like, oh, I want, I want, dudes could win, but you can't win if you keep, if you keep putting yourself in a position to lose. So take your rusty duffel and be on your way. In other news, finally, 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 Brandy and Monica confirm for versus battle. It's it's about time because ain't nobody, what, what is going? Why did why they wait? I don't know. So, um, versus announced on Saturday that Brandy and Monica would finally go face to face. 
with their particular catalogs and classics on August 31st. The event would be taking place in Atlanta and in a first time move would be happening at the Tyler Perry Studios. Both Brandy and Monica have spoken about not doing a versus between one another in in the lead and in, in the lead up to her B seven album, the Almost Doesn't Count singer relayed she would be down if it were a celebration. Um Brandy states, I am open to it, but I haven't really thought about it. Um I don't know. I'm open. I'm open for sure. I'm not closed-minded. Speaking to an Atlanta radio station, Monica said she would be okay with a celebration and not a battle between the two, given their respective history and fans demand there be beef. Um, Monica states, I can handle a celebration, uh, referring to the two having a 20-something year feud. The reality is, I think The Boy Is Mine is such a phenomenal record because we're popular, um, I'm sorry, we're polar opposites, and I think it's dope, and she's one of the greatest artists of our time as well, so could we do a celebration or something of that sort? Let me tell you something. To be completely 100% honest with you. I am also here for this. I know I'm, I'm here for everything. I, it, it sounds like I'm such a groupie, but maybe I am. Uh, I'm a music groupie, so that that is a reality. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely here for this because it is needed for the culture. I think um, I wish that they would have been on the bandwagon a little bit sooner um, because Erica Badu and um, Jill Scott kind of set that tone for it to be a I mean, it, it was a celebration regardless. It was always supposed to be a celebration. It's not, I, I, I don't, I think when people get the whole battle situation of it all, um, I think that they got, they, they get this rap battle or the underground battle kind of situation together. But um, I think that when Tim and Swiss kind of created this, they battled each other. So you continuously go for the, the word battle. Um, but in the spirit of what, of what it is in general, it is, it's the love and the appreciation that two artists share with each other. Like, yo, the Snoop Dogg and the DMX one was so phenomenal. And honestly, I, I, I really want to be like, if, if I had to think about it, if you had to pick winners or losers, you know what I'm saying to you in, in that situation, which is something that both Brandy and Monica don't want. They want you to both enjoy and celebrate their music. I would honestly say, I honestly have to say that DMX took it for me. Like, it's something about DMX in general and just the passion that he has in his music that makes you be like, it's it's, it's infectious. You just can't deny the level of realness that he has in his music you know like yo in my mind just right now i'm already thinking about slipping you know what i'm saying like i'm I'm automatically thinking about that or even in even to, to the term because now i hear like cisco yelling in my head but like you know what these bitches want from a nigga like even though it was it's just so specific and it's just a level of storytelling and then even with snoop snoop had some bangers and i was like yo 
and 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 the fact that Snoop has is transcended genres, it just made so many things so much better for the culture, and they show so much love. And the fact, yo, watching Snoop be a groupie was fucking lit for me. I was like, yo, he really does have a love and appreciation for that. Um, I really didn't get into the Two Chains and Rick Ross one yet, and I probably will need to watch it again. I haven't gotten into that one yet. Um, but just like. Um, you know, some of the other ones, like the Babyface and Teddy Riley, it opened up music musical doors for other people. And I forgot, who did T-Pain go against? Shit. I just forgot. I'm mad. Um, but either way, that was definitely one of the most, you know, iconic and amazing moments in, in history. And I think that one thing that I love about Timbaland and Swiss for this is that they are, it, it's taking, it's taking music, okay, with the whole pandemic and everything that's been going on, it's taking music to a whole new level of saying, okay, this is why our culture thrives. This is why our culture exists. You know, this is why we're doing, this is why we do what we do. So again, I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all. Oh, it was T-Pain versus Little John. That's what it was. Um, or Jonte Austin and Neo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are moments, you know what I'm saying? Like, music is, I've always said, and I will always say this, music is the soundtrack of our lives. Like, there is not a time that you can't remember what you were doing, who you were with, what you wasn't supposed to be doing, what you wasn't supposed to be listening to. You know, music, like I said, is the soundtrack of our lives. Um, like I, like I, like I said earlier, like I gush over the Firm album. It is not a critically acclaimed album. It is by any means nobody. I feel I honestly there are a few people that I know that love it, but then there are others that I'm just like, yo, there are so many people that are like that album was trash. I love it. I love it, the fact that it was a concept from beginning to end. I think everybody bought their A-game. And if they do it again, because I'm hearing talks, I'm hearing rumors of them doing it again. Yo, you do it again while everybody's still alive. And not to mention the fact, yo, most of that was produced by Dr. Dre, bruh. Like, yo, such a a West Coast feel with an East Coast vibe. Like, bruh, that shit was fucking sick. I, lo- I still love this album. But... Um, Brandy and Monica, I really, really, really hope that everything, you know, goes well and it all, it all comes to fruition. So I really, really hope that that happens and I can't wait to see what's going on. Um, so moving on, Viacom CBS exclusive exclusive is hopeful about future with Nick Cannon after his talks with Jewish leaders. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's that. Um, I don't know how I feel about about this particular story, and I, I don't think I really feel like reading the whole article on that. But um, I do hope that I I do hope that they come to some type of agreement into getting him, you know, what he what he needs because um, it is it is imperative. Nick is. As much as we give Nick Cannon a lot of flack for a lot of bullshit, he is a big portion of the culture. Um, and I'm hoping that they may be taking while and out to see, they might be taking while and out to CBS. Who knows? So, 
you just never know. You just never know. I'm excited. Hopefully he'll he'll get some you know some new deals. Um, I think that Nick for for this whole situation with Nick, Nick did the cardinal rule that I can't believe I'm gonna say it this way, but I, I guess I kind of have to. Um, he did the cardinal rule that a lot of times, from what we what we know or what we hear. We don't know for sure that a lot of times white people are able to say, or anybody, anybody, any race says things in private that they don't say in public. You know what I'm saying to you where you might say some shit about another race, but you may say it in the privacy of your home, your car, or with people that you're comfortable with. And like nobody should sit back and think that racism or anything doesn't exist or just, it doesn't happen. But you may say something completely differently than you would if you were in front of that race and I think that it was the moment of unveiling the private versus public you know what I'm saying so I think that 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 that's it's a lesson learned and I I, I will say this like Nick is not exempt from growing he not he's not exempt from learning so you know we keep him in in our prayers and hopefully that you know, he'll get, he'll get back to work. Like, you'll still need to work like everybody else. So I hope that he gets back to work. Although maybe he don't. Shit. Because <laughs> Nick got a pretty coin. Let's be clear. Nick got a pretty coin. So it ain't like he missing much of nothing. Shit. Can you send a coin this way, Nick? Fuck that. Um, all right. And in my last story, Masterpiece speaks out about frustration with C-Murder saying he he's pulling financial support. Um, we need to stop being afraid to speak up, tell the truth, confront, and correct each other in love, says Master P. Blood is thicker than water until it appears that Master P is done living by that mantra when it comes to his younger brother C. Murder after P alleges his kindness is being taken for granted. On Friday... Master P took to Instagram to voice his frustration after he states states he was disrespected towards his family by C Murder. According to the seven minute video, Master P states that C Murder, whose real name is Corey Miller, is frustrated with his family for the lack of result of getting him released from prison while praising Kim Kardashian and longtime friend uh, and ex Monica publicly. There's nothing more important to me than family, Master P said. And when a family member is incarcerated or hurt, the whole family is affected. But if you truly believe in God, you know that every man is accountable for their own actions. We also have family members that take poor decisions that result in painful consequences, but put the blame on others to avoid taking responsibility themselves. It's time for me to be truthful with my own family. Master P went on in, into state that while no one is perfect, the younger Miller's attitude towards the No Limit head honcho and the rest of his family has been swept under the rug mostly because the family is expecting him to be released soon and don't want to cause any further issue before adding that C. Murder's attitude towards him left him feeling more like an ATM than a supporter brother. He goes on to state, none of us are perfect, but we are not going to grow if we don't face the truth with each other. Master P continued, 
We need to stop being afraid to speak up, tell the truth, confront, and correct each other in love. Everything is not about money. I've tried... I'm sorry, I'm tired of my family looking at me like an ATM. The Bible says, owe no man nothing but to him, but to love him. I have went above and beyond for all my family members, whether they deserve it or not, and most of them are ungrateful. Okay, so a, a couple of other back drops to this story. Um, Monica had been in talks with kim kardashian um because kim kardashian is for the prison reform situation and is has been getting a couple people out i i want to make a a bad tasteless joke right here i really do (laughs) but i'm not going to um but the one thing i will say is that I, i appreciate kim for trying to use her platform in a different way um i appreciate kim for that if it's genuine, I, I, I want I I only question the motives just based on the fact that it all beca- it all boils down to publicity at the end of the day. Like it is very evident. We see it over and over again. Um, I just w- I'm just want her motives to be genuine. I just I don't want her motives to be on no fuck shit. Um, I believe that it is great that um, Monica is able to do something for him in this way. It, she was she was 16 and he was like 10 years her senior. So he was like 26, almost 30. Like, so she was pretty young and he was definitely a lot older. Um, I've heard talks that she's kept in contact with his family, this, that, and the third. I, I can understand why she would want to get the first love of her life out you know, out of jail. I get that. Uh, the only thing I think that is a bit much, and it's on, and I think more so on C Murder's part, and I understand where Master P is coming from with this. Like, yo, people will, can can give you your, their asses to kiss when it comes down to now somebody else got you is helping you get out. Let's be clear: when you got locked up, you got locked up in the nineties where. A black man, another black man's voice was definitely not being heard. And then not to mention the fact you talking about a a multi-million dollar rapper that was taking money out of the pockets of of white industry labels. You think that by any means of the imagination that your brother was going to be able to be able to hold that together? Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't foresee it. I just say, I say that the timing of, of master p trying to get his brother out clearly i I just don't think that was gonna happen i don't think that the system is constructed was constructed that way i really don't um i i don't think that we should knock the praise of kim i i i'm never a kardashian fan to sit back and and try to praise her but i will say this i i think that kim kardashian looks at life in a different lens now because of the fact that she does have black children regardless of how we want to put it i think she looks at it a little bit differently um i think that she gets that and is actually working hard on this like her brand has bought her so much money it is what it is it is ridiculous they got stupid money but for her to give back in this way is dope and if she is able to help him get exonerated 
more power to her. I think that I think that's fucking awesome. I think that is going to be amazing. Um, I do understand where the ungrateful mentality comes in. I think that people think that when you get to a level of success, that there's there's an entitlement to what you've worked and what you built. Nah, bro, like you're not entitled to that. And it's not his fault when he specifically asks you and all of his brothers not to be in those situations and you continue to do to do what you do and you got there. So yes, at some point you do need to take accountability and not just automatically go and praise somebody that can or is or trying to help you help you out. Like, yo, you can't just automatically turn coat. You know what I'm saying to you? Like blood is supposed to be thicker than water and, and you should Hold fast, but at the same token, I agree with Master P. Like, yo, you definitely need to still pay some type of respect to the fact that yo, I've tried for years. Yo, the system—if the system wasn't built for you as a black man in prison, what do you think it's built for for the rest of us that are out here? Like, it's, it's just not. Like, be honest with yourself. Be honest on your shit. Like, that's that's you know that's real talk, no chaser. But either way, we hope that. Corey Miller gets out. I hope he mends his relationships with his family. Um, I'm surprised that he was able to go to Instagram. Like, let me take out something. Y'all jail niggas is clever. The fuck? Like, yo had an Instagram tweet. Yo has a whole Instagram. They got a whole C murder thing. They got C murder t-shirts off this bitch. Y'all niggas is, is clever out here. I didn't even know this shit existed. This is crazy. But, um, all in all, definitely hope that happens. So, that officially wraps up Ratchet and Ridiculous. I'm glad I got some of that shit off my chest. Y'all done got my little brush up and shit. Y'all know I can't take this out. I be taking Lipitor. Y'all keep fucking with me out here in these streets. Um, But let's go into the album of the week. So by now, y'all already know what the album of the week is going to be. Because I done gushed over it two times in this episode alone. But yes, it is going to be The Firm. It is going to be the firm. Unfortunately, I don't have the album in my hand. Why? Because it is in the case. Um, but I I love this. So one day, I got high. <laughs> it's a weird way to start off a story. I know, I get it. It's a weird way to start off a story. So one day, I got high, right? And um, I was talking. Well, no, I wasn't high. I was drunk. Again, still a bad way to start off the story. But it is what it is. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine. And we was, you know, we we always listen to like rap music and shit. And I put him on to something new, and he put me on to something new, and or something different. And and you know, we kind of expand our minds. And I'm just like, yo, when you really listen to the firm itself, it's a whole rags to riches story. Actually, not even rags to riches; it's riches to to rags story because it starts off with the glitz, the glamour. The, the, you know, I, I, I gave Sosa $200 to give to the bartender just for keeping the ice cold type shit. Like, like it's a whole story. It's a whole theme. Um, and it goes through, it goes through the, the lust, the jealousy, the envy, the hate. Like, Phone Tap, which is one of my favorite fucking songs off this album. Phone Tap is, it just, it shows like the, the, the down, 
trots of a kingpin. Like, you could be at the top one minute, and then you could be completely at the bottom the next, and then you and then you, you go off into the sunset. And that literally is, like, the gist of the album. And it was the first time in a long time that I had ever heard an album be a hip-hop story. And not even just, not even really a hip-hop story, but just be that, that type of story where I listen to every song, and if you put it into its own peril, you'll understand exactly why it was like that. Um, so The Firm is an American hip-hop supergroup that formed in New York City in 1996. It was created by rapper Nas, his manager Steve Stout, produced uh, producer Dr. Dre, and production team Trackmasters. Fucking killing it. I mean, what the fuck? The group was composed of East Coast-based rappers Nas, Foxy Brown, AZ, and also Nature, who served as a replacement for Cormega, which, again, that was another thing that made Full Circle so great because it was Cormega instead of Nature, after he was um, outed from the group. Although the group received initial hype for the high, highly... Uh, high expectation for fans upon their formation after collectively signing to Dr. Dre's Aftermath label the firm debut album the album 1997 oh that's why I said that okay the firm's debut album the album 1997 generated disappointing sales and generally negative criticism the album which featured um Perto, uh, sorry, I can't read today. Not that I can read any of them, y'all. I know it'd be bad. Uh, prominent mafioso rap themes and production from Dr. Dre and Trackmaster was criticized for its mainstream, uh, pop orientation. Their debut album was the group's only release, and the dis and they disbanded in 1999 with each member continuing their solo careers. It's so sad. I actually really like this album. Like, here's the thing. I, I think that, um, kind of, no matter what, like, on some real shit, a lot of people around that time were talking about the glitz and the glam, but they, they're the first group to put it into a story mode. Like, and I think that's one of the things. It's, it's such an AA underground classic like there are there are some artists that I will really be like yo one of my favorite albums is The Firm and they'll be like yo I did like this and I like that about it and there are others that are just not and sometimes things hit and sometimes they don't I hope I promise you I'm hoping for Firm too I definitely am um because yo sometimes sometimes even in the storytelling like yo you you need that you need that 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 walk away from all of this. The reason that I listen to all type of music is because I could not. I, I primarily love hip hop because of its struggle, its story, the reality, the the glitz, the glamour, whatever it is. But sometimes you listen to other things to get a perspective away from it. And I guess I fend for this album because again, it was one of my first tangible albums, and I, I love it. I didn't realize that it was. We call it the firm, but it was actually called the album. I really didn't, I didn't recognize that, but okay. Um, let's see, where was I? Da, da, da. Okay. 
the members, including Cormega, who had made up with Nas after they fell out and excluded Nature, reunited on Nas's 2020 album, King's Disease, on the track Full Circle. Dr. Dre has outro vocals on the song. The firm's origins lie in the recording of Nas's studio album, It Was Written, in 1996, which included a collaboration on the song, Affirmative Action. Boy, 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 if y'all don't know y'all history, please, he's listened to Affirmative Action. That is a bar-for-bar heavy-hitter hip-hop classic. With East Coast-based rappers AZ, Cormega, and Foxy Brown, the supergroup was a project created by rapper Nas, his manager Steve Scout. But like, but I already read that. But da 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 da. Okay. Um, I th- it, I'm sorry. I took some of this from Wikipedia, so apparently it repeated itself. Don't judge my life. Um, let's see. With Nas's manager Steve. Okay, according to Tone and Poke. Oh. According to uh, Tone and Poke, 50 Cent and Mary J. Blige were tentatively considered for the group. Prior to their formation, the members were at transitional stages of their career as Nas had commercialized his musical style with his second album. Foxy Brown had earned her first recording contract. AZ gained critically uh, critical acclaim for his 1995 album Do or Die and Cormega had chosen to continue his rap career after his release from prison in 1995. The project also served as an attempt by Dr. Dre to focus on production of producing other artists work rather than his solo work following his departure from Death Row and the formation of his Aftermath label, label, which the group was collectively signed to. After the announcement of the group's formation by Dr. Dre, all involved with the project hyped it heavily, creating considerable buzz. The group's only studio album, the album, was, like we said, a concept album. Blah, blah, okay. I think I've repeated this twice. I don't know why I have that. Um... The replacing oh, why was it still so loud? I don't even know why that just happened. Sorry, the replacing of Cormega with the rapper Nature strained his friendship with Nas. Cormega, who continued to resist being ousted from the group, released the white label "Fuck Nas and Nature" um, <laughs> through its mixtape market. Nature retaliated. Through a verse contributed on DJ Clue mixtape, the two have since ended their beef and have recorded and performed together. After a short-lived truce, Nas attacked Cormega on the disc Destroy and Rebuild for his fifth studio album, Stillmatic, in 2001. In December 2006, Cormega, Foxy Brown, and Nas reunited to perform Aftermath live on stage, ending the beef between Cormega and Nas. A ringing was not confirmed. In August 2010, uh, in an August 2010 interview with MTV, Foxy Brown stated, there have been recent discussions on a firm reformation depending on the remaining four agreeing to it. And as we got to August 2020, this is where you got full circle. So normally I would go through the breakdown of the whole album, but the album, like I said, is encased in glass, number one. But number two, 
it was for me it was a moment where I got to hear something that sonically just was different it was like yo we had a lot the east coast was winning and plus there was a lot of east coast west coast beef at the time and it just like yo the biggest thing that I could ever think about for this was the fact that there was a a band of east coast cats with a west coast producer that bought that west coast sound and the east coast and the east coast sound and and melded it together. I think that people were not receptive of that at the time, but I promise you Listen to The Firm, the album, apparently that's what it's called, which is so weird. For me, it's always The Firm. It's The Firm, The Firm. Like, I don't I don't know. It's weird, but it's, it is just everybody was on the bars. Everybody was on the A game. Everybody worked together. Like, there aren't too many collaborative efforts like that that you see where there was a story where Foxy told the female side of the game and... Cormega told, the, you know, like a, a kingpin and Nas told, you know, the street hustlers ambition to it. I hope that they, I want, I, I do want something like this. I would love a firm too. I'm going to keep my ear to that because when I tell y'all I'm like enthralled with this album. And as a matter of fact, probably when I end this, I probably will listen to this shit again because it, it just, it just was my shit. Yo, it, it led off with singles like Phone Tap. And also Firm Biz, um, which had, I think, Dawn from In Vogue in it. I mean, you know, Heavy Hitters came out for the, I mean, you got, you had Track Masters, for the love of God. Yo, Track Masters was, they were the shit. They, Tone and Poe, Track Masters, like, yo, back in the day, they were the shit. They were the producers to go to. And then you still had Dr. Dre's hand over top of this whole thing. Yo, this project was an amazing project. I definitely love it. And I know that you guys will too. So definitely go out and do it. Uh, Definitely not do it. (laughs) Definitely definitely go out and get it. Or definitely go out and download it if you get a chance. Um, But all in all. Yo, you kicked it with the boy once again. What the fuck? Like, yo, it's awesome. We back out this bitch. We doing M show. We, we out here. It's like, um, let me stop lying to y'all. Quarantine still got us us locked in this bitch. And we ain't lying. We ain't, ain't nobody doing nothing. Um, However, <laughs> what I definitely want y'all to do is make sure that you check me out on Google, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Um... And don't forget to check out the YouTube page, which is the Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. It's about to start up some real... Excuse me. Wow. Did not expect for that to happen. Um, About to start up some really good interviews as well. So that's happening. Make sure y'all check out my celebration to some of my favorite artists. Um, it, It's a lot of songs. I know YouTube is probably not going to allow me to keep it. But for the most part, it, it definitely has. Um, But I appreciate all of y'all. And I just wanted to make sure that y'all got that level of appreciation you know, why you here? Because y'all making it. Y'all out here grinding. And some of y'all just don't know. Y'all are on the cusp of something far fucking nominal. And I'm happy to be a part of a chapter in that part of your life. Because God don't make no mistakes. And there's a reason for everything. I honestly believe all of that to this day. Um, So... Don't forget fear, false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And... um. 
Except for a few Tory Lanes, though. Like, don't make shit like that me real in your mind. Like, Tory don't... Like, yo, I'm not, I'm not gonna stop roasting this motherfucking Smurf-ass nigga. I'm not gonna do it. Yes, can I say that he is Smurf because I'm short too? Fuck that, just Smurf-ass bitch. You know what? I'm not gonna do this with y'all. I'm not. So, you know what I'm saying? You have kicked it with Young Smooth once again, and I appreciate it. Now, don't you feel bad about it? I don't believe it, dude. All right, y'all. I'll talk to y'all next week. And I'm out of this man. We'll do it.